Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hour to the game, the game after work. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G., and Travion Berkland. To keep going from what we ended the first hour with, Troy, you're wrong, man. I did my research. The Chiefs are kind of middle of the pack when it comes to hardest schedule. I, I know what you were saying. The formulation for the NFL when they put it together is that it is the toughest schedule per their ratings. But as I said during the break, all their big games are at home. Yeah. Eagles, Bills, Bengals. I mean, they put the Dolphins in Germany. You have the Lions coming in, and they're probably the best team, as weird as this is, best team in the NFC North. And then you're on the road against, you know, the Jets game will be interesting. That's a primetime game. Jaguars, we'll see. I'm not going to, you know, put a lot of money on that, (laughs) on the Jaguars winning a game like against the Chiefs in week two. Vikings. Packers, you know, Yo. who knows what the Packers going to be? Patriots, got to figure some things out. Like Chargers, the Vikings. As someone who is a prominent in every second of the day fantasy football player, I don't think you can do like like Alex Madison, the other guy, and then the dude they drafted do not equal one Dalvin Cook, in my opinion. I know it's all about saving cash. But what they're doing at running back, I don't think makes any sense. This league has gotten so bad about running backs. It really has when you sit down and you look at what contracts are for those guys. It The the league has gotten to the point where it just views running backs as expendable, unless yeah. you're the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Speaking of running, is, is Chief Saholic still on the run? As far as we know, yes. If he keeps this up, he's going to pass Clyde Edwards-Alaire on the depth chart. <laughs> I, I would sign him. <laughs> Send him down to third string. Oh, oh wow. Okay. That's good. That's oh really boy. Good for you. That was good for you. That was that was great. 
I really enjoyed that, what you did. How does he how is this guy not caught? I don't know. I mean, he did a smart thing of getting rid of his social media because that was probably a big part of his life. If you're gonna run, you can't do social media. No. You can't you can't use your phone at all. At all. They will peg you. I mean, I'm sure he's got some he's got some burners now, right? Some burner phones, maybe Absolutely. he's switching them out once a week. He got some cash from the bank robberies. He's gonna uh, spend it. He's gonna have a cricket phone. You know, <laughs> he's got to have the cricket phone. Got to have something to burn it, yeah. And also, a per- probably got to burn our Twitter account. We need to see who's been posting some chief stuff. Get into it, man. Really find out who these people are. By the way, uh, Kansas City Chiefs' week one preseason game is August 13th against the New Orleans Saints in the Big Easy. Mm. Yes, two of the two of the three preseasons are away games. Yes, they are. Uh, Cardinals on the road, and then they'll host the Cleveland Browns. Real exciting stuff. And then they open the the regular season Thursday night football, September 7th, against the Detroit Lions. Uh, Shout out to Manhattan High. I'll also play a game that day uh, in Topeka against Topeka High. So uh, Manhattan High and uh, Kansas City Chiefs fighting for those K-Man ratings. (laughs) Uh, Let's get to the big news from yesterday. Arthur... I almost said Brown. I stopped myself. I, I, I know I technically just said it, but I almost just spit it out. I got to stop myself every time. Come on. Arthur Kaluma transferring from Creighton to Kansas State. Two years of eligibility remaining. Two solid years. Freshman starter. Sophomore starter. He started in every game but one of the 68 he played, and he is now coming to Kansas State. So we went about six weeks, about six weeks Without a you know any movement really when it comes to commits, I mean movement in you know the process of trying to recruit guys, bring them on campus, and you know it, some just weren't working out. We don't know the stories, the behind the scenes stories on the guys that, that didn't work out with as to why. And Tang and company, they'll just you know they'll keep them stories those stories to themselves. We have another success story, and I swear to you, it's like when it's more often than not. When this coaching staff gets a, a a guy in a visit on campus to mm-hmm. the facilities, it's like I think Jerome Tang is like a hypnotist. Uh-huh. Like he hypnotize, he he has some magic power. It just it always works out. It's like hey, take a look at the facilities. Let's take these pictures. All right, three, two, one. You're asleep. <laughs> when you when wake you up, wake up. <laughs> you're gonna bleed purple. <laughs> You will be K-State through and through. This is your dorm room. This is your family now. <laughs> and you're going to love Varsity Donuts. You're awake. Huh? Huh? Go cats. <laughs> he's, he's like David Blaine, dude. Yeah. Jerome Tang oh, equals David Blaine. Oh, my. But jokes aside, I, this coaching staff, I, the, the track record is very solid so far. And once the recruit gets to campus – it working out. Been a couple of misses, of sure. course. That's that is the nature of the beast. Yes, that is this game, and those six weeks going by and not really hearing any good news put some of us on tilt. Oh yeah, a little bit. It's like and it's it's really no. Maybe in a way it's disrespect towards the coaching staff, but it's not meant to be disrespect. After exactly you know, what happened last year. There's some similarities here. May, there's you know a little bit of a lull. It was quiet. June really picked up. Guess what? June 11th yesterday, it picked up again. Great news came their way. And by the way, like 
you know, around this time, there was still, I think there was more than two spots to fill, and now there's two spots yet to fill. You know, and I don't think there's a Keontae Johnson coming around. But and the thing is, like, with, with Kaluma, even though he's, like, looked at to be the replacement in the starting lineup for Keontae Johnson, I mean, he's not Keontae Johnson. I, I don't know if he, if he is that talented. A, a lot of my questions, they just won't be answered until I see him in person. Like, I've said it before, like, I'm not the biggest recruiting guy because, like, and I'm not going to pump up Arthur Kaluma with all this praise. I know he got a lot of it from the media, and I think he's a very solid fit. And I know, but he also has things to improve on. I think he will be an NBA draft pick at some point. I'd like to see those improvements. And, I, you know, we won't really truly know how much we love this guy being a Wildcat until he actually plays. But I think it's going to work out. It, there, there's nothing right now with this coaching staff that we should think in our minds, this isn't going to work out. Or they're not going to fill a couple more spots in the roster because they did it last year. They went to work and got it done. Developing players. Got it done. First year you have an Elite Eight team. So going back to the you know six-week lull and not anything happening and some of us on tilt about nothing happening, going back to the segment one title that I saw on the podcast, Patience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of us weren't. Some of us were. And a lot of us won't admit that we weren't patient. Mm-hmm. They've good, shown us again. Good, good of you to admit it. <laughs> I didn't say that. Did I say? Did I say I, Mitch Fortner, wasn't patient? I, I thought there was an us in there that uh, <laughs> kind of qualified that. I'm just saying for those that fall in that category, I, I'll be honest. I was, you know, I was, on, I was slightly on tilt. Yeah. I just wanted some get some good news. Yeah, you know, it's just been a while since we had some good news. Same here. Uh, both times, last season, <laughs> this season, I was like <laughs> really worried. Then you get the two strikeouts there, you know, and you go, oh boy, uh, kind of big deal. I'm like, I'm really excited to see what this team looks like and what they do because it will be so different from last season. You don't have the same kind of players. So expecting Arthur Kaluman to come in and be like, okay, here's Keontae Johnson, you're crazy. That That's not the way it's going to go. I don't think they even play the same style, really, of game. Like, I always enjoyed uh, Keontae's ability to back someone down and then hit a fadeaway on him. I just don't think that's what Arthur Kaluma brings to, to the basketball's court. Uh, he's more of a slasher, dunker kind of guy, and he's working on his jump shot. That's not what he does. Expecting him to be Keontae 2.0, you're going to be disappointed. I and I don't mean that as a slight against Arthur. You're just you're going to be disappointed because they're not the same guy. Enjoy the run that they're about to go on when they figure out exactly what they have in him, and he figures out exactly how he fits on the team. I can't wait for them to find that out and to really get cooking because this team's going to be once again really fun to watch. Yeah, Arthur Kamaluma is six seven forward from Creighton. He's uh, from Glendale, Arizona, originally from Uganda. He played international ball from Uganda for a couple of games. He averaged twenty two and a half points in the FIBA basketball uh, African qualifiers. Uh, heading to the draft combine, he was a top one hundred player. He was invited to the draft, and I think his stock just dropped a little bit. Not maybe not just from the combine, but maybe from this past season. Some inconsistencies showed up with his defense and with his jump shot. But you said it, Deej. His ability to slash to the hoop from the wing, get a guy up in the air and blast 
past him and look, a defender looks silly. He's really good at that. He's a great attacker. He wants to develop the jump shot a little bit more. He did from freshman to sophomore year. His three-point shot went from 26.5% to a little over 31%. Still a, a number you would like to see higher, sure. but he has shown the, he's at least shown the improvement. Mm-hmm. K-State can work off of that. Oh, yeah. they, can, they can work with him to develop his shot. And hopefully he has like the Marquise Noel work ethic to where Marquise was. What did he work on in his offseason? His long J's. The long jump shots, the three-pointers. He worked on that so much in the offseason and it and it improved. Hopefully he has that work, and I, I hope he does. He has a great NBA body. I was reading about this earlier about him, that his body, his frame, is so ready to go in the NBA. That's why a lot of scouts really like him. His ability to go to the hoop and attack in his body, the frame, is just made for professional basketball and for the position he could play. Uh, as a wing in the NBA or a, you know, a small forward, he's listed as a small forward, to play that position, he's got the body for it. He really does. It's just the some of the abilities when it comes to basketball has to improve. The jump shot has to improve. But I love that he's also a dynamite rebounder. Mm-hmm. His scoring at 11 or 12 points a game, averaging six rebounds a contest. Hopefully the shot improves, but he's going to score at the hoop. That's not a concern at all. His transition game, though, is what really set him apart for me because he is going to lead the charge. He is going to lead the attack, and he's going to score for you. He was very good in the highlights I saw in transition, and that's what drum tank teams like to do. Get out and push. This is a guy you push with. And by the way, if somebody wants to – like Tyler Perry, if he wants to be the dish guy like Keese was for Keontae, Keese to Key, well, if we want – let's see what – I don't I don't have figured out yet, like a nickname blank to blank. I don't have it figured out yet. But B2K. if Tyler Perry, yeah, Tyler Perry wants to be yeah, TP to AP AK, TP to AK, does that work? <laughs> Something like that. Something like that, yeah. I like it. He, if Tyler Perry wants to be that guy, it seems like to me Kaluma can handle a lot of different types of passes. And also, you know, maybe an underrated skill of his is his vision to make a pass and make a play. Mm-hmm. You know, that might be an underrated part of his game as well. He can Ooh. throw out a couple of dishes once in a while, can Arthur Kaluma. So there's a lot to be excited about, a lot of potential, things to work on, growth and development. You know, that starts right away. Yeah. The, 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 Summer conditioning and workouts are already underway. He's going to join this team hopefully sooner rather than later. And it's not like he's got a flight to catch to make it to Manhattan <laughs> and move all his stuff here. He has to d- drive three hours, and he's here. Right. That's what I like about guys that transfer. Like, you know, we brought up Chuck Ingram, who's going to transfer for baseball. <laughs> Two-hour drive from Wichita, no problem. He'll be here lickety-split. Hopefully so will Arthur Kaluma. But I'm very excited about him. Things to work on. I, I'm sure this staff will get it under control. I really do. Mm-hmm. And I think the improvements we'll have to look for first is just the jump shot. And and also shot selection. Shot selection should also be brought up when he doesn't take it all the way in and stops mid-range and tries to take a shot. That hasn't been exactly – it's not polished. It, it's not perfect yet. It's not where it needs to be as a as he wants to be a professional guy. But I mean, going into last year, he was looked at as a first-round guy. I was reading earlier that he has the potential to be, or at, maybe at one point, I don't know where it's at now, but at one point he had the potential to be a lottery pick. Wow. Arthur Kaluma did. I mean, he was a four-star kid out of high school, and I remember seeing his, you know, his offer list. Kansas wanted him at one point. 
Of course, the, all the Arizona schools wanted a lot of Pac-12. Uh, Big 12 was in there as well. I mean, a lot of Power 5, a lot of Power 6 wanted him, and he saw Creighton as the place to go. Now he sees K-State to take him to that next level. So yes. very exciting stuff. Very exciting stuff. Now, let's take a break. Unless you guys have anything I have to say. Did I cover it? Nope, you got it. Because I go on those runs sometimes, and I kind of say what needs to be said, and I don't leave you with anything. Uh, well, I got a few things. First of all, no. Uh, <laughs> you did great. <laughs> TP to AK. Doesn't exactly have the ring I'd really like it to no, have. No, we need to work on that. We'll work on it. Yeah. Keys to key was just too smooth. Ooh, I love that. <sighs> all right, I'll try to brainstorm. When we come back, you know what? We have an NBA Finals game tonight. Uh-oh. We need an update on where Troy is on making money on the Finals with his parlays. Is he still up? Is he down? This might be his last shot to make some cash. Hmm. That's coming up next. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, here we go. We're in Vegas now. Troy, four games into the NBA Finals, are you up or down? You know, I haven't done the math. I'm down. Oh, oh no. no. Not by much. As, well, yes. I mean, down is like $3. Yeah, something along those lines. Let's see here. I mean, we're not even going to touch on my uh, baseball from the other day. No. <laughs> Three, seven. See, D- DG was telling me during the break that he doesn't touch basketball. He doesn't touch NBA. I've always been told, like, if you bet on sports, don't touch baseball. Mm-hmm. Another but to one. me, it's like, I think the Royals are always a sure bet to take an L, just I mean, about. I think they've lost, what, seven in a row or something like that? I think a guy did the math on uh, the Royals a couple years ago and was like, yeah, it's a money, cha-ching, if you bet on against them every game. Getting that way. Ugh, that's horrible. Troy, who'd you say is doing the anthem tonight? Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. Trey, Trey? Vion, have you heard of them? Say it again. Nathaniel Rateliff. And the night sweats? I don't think so. Uh, See, if Troy hasn't heard of him. Pull up 
I doubt they're cool. Just do a quick search under my TLC files in there, and you'll find a track from them. Oh, your initials are TLC. How did I not notice that before? Man, this is that. Oh, wow. my God. Wow. It just now... Man, I... I remember you giving me like a picture of your ID for the Sugar Bowl because like the Sugar yep. Bowl wanted, they about wanted everything but your birth certificate <laughs> to get a credential. What's your Kansas tax ID number? And uh, <laughs> I needed a picture of his ID and and I saw the I, I remember seeing the name but I didn't put it together that the initials TLC. TLC baby, a little more blues tinged than R and B tinged than maybe you would expect. By the way, uh, podcast people in charge, don't freak out. Just an instrumental. <laughs> Just an instrumental. We're good. No, I don't. I they also do a song that's called SOB, Buy Me a Drink. I Need a Drink. Sounds a little rude. It, it, Who's the thing? He is Limp Biscuit. Something along those lines. <laughs> anyway. So, yes, Nathaniel Rankliff and the Night Sweats with the anthem for the second time, actually, during the finals this year. So you had said that you'd been doing a bet with the Joker. It, 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 was, a, it was a one-time bet made before the finals started that was to bridge the entirety of the finals, the PRA bet, 50-plus points, rebounds, assists in every game of the finals. And you're still good? No, it fell apart. Oh. It fell apart in game four. Because he fouled out with seven minutes to play. And so he finished the night with just four assists and did not pick up the uh, point numbers that he needed to carry it over. Well, your team, the Denver Nuggets, are now one game away from having their first ever NBA championship. Beautiful. Beautiful. What's the over-under? Uh, I'm sorry, not the over-under. What's the spread tonight? What's, or what's the points? Points is uh, 209 and a half. So that's the over under. What's the what's the spread? Eight and a half. Give me that real quick. What would you what would be your bet tonight? Uh, I actually have I, I I like the eight and a half because they're at home, um, and Miami has looked tired in the first games of right off of travel. So game one, game three, they look beat in those games. And so I would look for that opportunity uh, to play out well tonight for the Nuggets. Uh, I do, however, have a bet on them on the uh, on the uh, Heat putting up a hundred tonight. Ooh! So you're expecting fireworks? I, I'm I'm playing both sides. I mean, you know, sm- smart betters will do that. Do you have any big parlays? The one that I've got that is just a simple, will win you $4 if you put down one, Jokic 25-plus, Jokic 10-plus rebounds, Jokic 8-plus assists. I'm going to ride that sucker as best I can. Murray 20-plus points, Jimmy Butler 25-plus points, and Nuggets money line. Dang. What, okay, so what so, do you got? What, what's, I, yeah, yeah, what's the bet? How much money? I put three on it to win 13. That's a big bet I know. for Troy. Like three to win thirteen, but I feel like if you put three, you should win like thirty six dollars. Yeah. If you pick all of that correct, man, I did this one time. So one of my biggest wins was right before the NCAA tournament. I picked a bunch of favorites in. Um, uh, That's like what he their, does. Their conference championships and stuff, oh, okay. and, and, and and even games before, just picked a ten, and I hit. 
I hit, and it was like it was a lot of money for me. Um, but then I tried it again, and it yeah. was like I just have to I just have to pick twenty seven games correct, and I win. Yeah, yeah. That's See, crazy. That's, that's where they get you. They do get you, and, like, and that's why I tend to kind of try to keep it to to something simple along the lines of okay, you know, Jokic is going to go for twenty five plus for sure. I mean, that is just his norm. Right. You know, he's going to get the ten plus rebounds. Right. His his question mark has been the assists throughout right. the tournament. Uh, you know, but Himmy, Himmy Butler is getting twenty five. Exactly. On, man. But the problem there is that the is that the odds are low. So if you need some juice to it, you you know to you have to build it up with a number of a number of different bets to it. It just makes it tough to capture it when it's all said and done because you're looking at six moving pieces. Speaking of those uh, marathon bets, I got a friend that will bet like a dollar or two dollars every week in the NFL and pick all the games yeah, yeah. by the money line. Yeah. One one game off, missed it by one yeah. game to yeah. win about $35,000. Oh. And, and that's, and that's the, the frustrating. I think I had Should have cashed out. I think I had Actually, a, I think it was really early. Had a baseball one rolling the other night that would have picked me up a you know and it was, and it was like two bucks to to win 20 but missed it by literally a half run and i'm just like ah go on by the way uh so game five what what time does that start is that a 7 30 game 6 30 colorado time mountain standard time uh, so it's game five, and I you, you brought this up during the break, and I was you had me look at or you didn't have me do it, but I looked up Tick Pick because you brought it up. Tick Pick is my place to go for like secondary site tickets, um, and for game five they have the cheapest ticket at one thousand ninety dollars, and I'm like, okay, if my favorite professional team in a seven game series had a chance to lock it up tonight, would I spend eleven hundred dollars on a last row in the building ticket just to be there? See, and it's tough because it's game five. The th- but also, the series goes back to Miami if it's game six. six. Yeah, right. They want to, I mean, you're, you're, you're basically like, down to, to this game and a potential game seven. What are your odds going to be? But listen, like, you spending want to be in the building tonight? $1,100 on a ticket and they lose. Like, that's a tough, Ooh, that's a tough one to take. Valid. Valid. Yeah. Uh, especially since you can, well, uh, gee, imagine that. You can actually watch it on TV in Denver as opposed to any of the regular season because of the stupid regional sports net fight. Is there anybody, Troy, that you look back on as a longtime nugget that you're like, I sure wish that they'd win it kind of just for that guy? Like, I always think of like Antonio McDice. You know, like that guy was such a great player. I wish they would have won one from him. I'd like to see it happen for Alex English. Uh-huh. I'd like to see it for Fat Lever. <laughs> I'd like. <laughs> you know what? They're actually they had it. They the two of them had a restaurant that was Alex and Fat. That's a it great. was beautiful. I would it go was there. it was beautiful. Man. I'd like to see it for Doug Moe, who was the longtime coach of the franchise, and I would like to see it for Dan Issel, who not only was one of the players on that last ABA title run team that they had, but also spent time coaching and was it remains one of the most visible former Nuggets in the community out there. Right on. 
Troy, I, what did you do for like the World Series in 14 and 15? Like you just watching at home? Did you celebrate when they won in 15? Did you do anything special? Uh, I did not do anything special, no. For the most part, I watched at home. Uh, there were a couple nights where I had conflicts because of, of what I was doing for radio shows. Um, and so you know, a couple nights where it was coaches' shows on location type of thing. But for the most part, was able to watch and, and take it in and cheer with, on the couch. So now that you're back in the area, you're two hours away from Kansas City. Let's say Kansas, like the Royals make it back to the World Series. It's a game. It's like a game five, and the Royals have a chance to win the series. Are you prepared to pay a lot of money to go watch that in person, or are you just okay with just staying home? But it's game five. You know I wince at paying a lot of money. Actually, let's make it this way. Let's say game six. Let's say the Royals home for six and seven, but it's game six and it's you know it's three to two. Given my age and that the Royals have been now in a total of four World Series, I probably would. I would figure out a way to pull it spend off. Spend a grand? Uh, I don't know that I'd spend a grand. I'm trying to think how I would justify that to my wife. Oh, that's the key right there, man. Is it like you know? You as much as as much as Monica loves baseball, how do you justify that purchase, dude? She'd be like, "What are you on the field?" <laughs> and you'd be like, "No, uh, nosebleeds, babe." Yeah, right. Have you ever told your World Series story? No. <laughs> I get I get nervous. No, and and it doesn't sound like he really wants to get into it's a telling great, that story. It's a great story. Oh, that's great. It's a great story. <laughs> that's funny. You're saying we should leave it for another day? We'll leave it for another day, but I did have the opportunity to go to a World Series Game 7, uh, Giants and Royals, and uh, it ended up... Yeah, it ended up... That was where I wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> Troy... Uh, uh, and I'll tell you this. What? Did you find your way into Joe Buck's booth or something? There's too much teasing to not say I know. Anything. It ended up. Um, so. Can you tell us the story? Yeah. So there was. I was Here, there. Hold on. Hold on. Let's take a break. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And when we come back, we'll hear. Okay. Here's what we'll do. We'll take a break. We'll save number one song of the day. It's our 500th for the end of the show. Yeah. We'll just skip. Ask us anything. When we come back. DG will tell us his World Series Game 7 2014 story next. By the way, Troy, I was going to tell you that uh, since K-Man is an affiliate of the Kansas City Royals, I think we're always reserved two tickets per game during the playoffs. I think we got to pay for them, but we at least they give us the opportunity to buy two tickets per game. You know, so. it's funny. We were talking, uh, my folks and I were talking the other night about the fact that uh, the last time that they went to a game, was when I got tickets through the uh, media relations folks back in the uh, early 90s and wound up behind home plate, closest that my folks have ever been to home plate at Royal Stadium, then Royal Stadium. We'll give DG the floor, who has a good story from the 14 Game 7 World Series. He he tops the uh, seats anyway, for sure. I was given the opportunity to go to the World Series uh, Game 7, Giants and Royals, and um, it was just w- – w- actually, I had hopped in a ride to go because someone had a ticket, and they were like – you can." I was like, I just want to go. I just want to go and experience it in the parking lot. I, I don't even care. I just want to be around it. Sure. So that person that had the tickets 
shout out to them, they were able to get me and another person standing room only tickets. And we were like, what? Like, yeah, you're For in. free? For free. Wow. Dang. You're in. Okay. You're in, baby. All right. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm all fired up. So we get to Kansas City, and I just start hammering beers. <laughs> I am just getting. <laughs> I'm hammering beers. I'm bumming cigs. I'm I'm a single guy. You know, I'm like, whatever. And I'm so excited. And I will say, to this day, a, a juice in the air, man. Like, that. it was sure. so electric. It was crazy. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we get inside, and we're sitting there, and I'm still just smashing beers. I, I like... In the parking lot, it was all obviously like just like people tailgating and stuff. Inside, I'm starting to hammer these beers back, you know. And I'm like, man, I'm getting drunk, boys. And so we end up, me and the other guy in the standing room only tickets, we have convinced ourselves. The person who had the original ticket, they were in the third baseline, like clubhouse seats thing. Like those tickets are. Like the people just like gift you those tickets, you know, those are so expensive. And we're like, if we just walk down there, there's one guy sitting there in a chair, a folding chair in front of the door. If we just pretend like we're supposed to be here, he's going to let us in. And so we walk down there and we're like talking to each other like, yeah, and of course, yeah, yeah, of course, man, Mitch was supposed to have that report. And he goes, whoa, whoa, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, Sorry, we just went up real quick to talk to a buddy. We're in here. And he was like, oh, okay, and let us in. And so, again, these seats are like, is it like the field level? Like, Yes. When you Like so next to the dugout? When mm-hmm. you are, you're right next to the dugout, third baseline. When you go out to the seats, you're standing on the field, man. Like, literally. So, I, we get in there and I just start, he's like, you need to sober up. Because people are, like, starting to look at us, you know? And so I start eating. (laughs) Just, like, slamming food, slamming beers. And I walk out there and I watch watch Trash Panda catch the last out, you know? And it's just, like, dejection. You know, it's just like, oh, my God. You know, like, the Royals lost. What do you do in the previous eight and a half innings? Smashing beers. Are you just walking around the stadium, or are you? Yeah, I'm walking around the stadium, like just taking it all in, uh, like trying to get into places. They're like, no, <laughs> like trying to go down. Like I was trying to get down, like right behind home plate, and they're like, no, get away from me. So we end up in the suite, you know, and so it's right there, you know, and so we leave and start taking a left and taking a right, and we don't know where we're at. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I definitely don't know where I'm at. I don't know where the other two people were, but I don't know what I'm doing. And we end up in a room, and they're carting champagne, and we're like, okay. And we're in the Giants <laughs> in the locker room. Oh, son of a. <laughs> 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 we're like, oh my god! There's a World Series trophy, and we're like, oh, oh, and I'm like, I've been in a lot of really bad situations, or like, been too drunk to be in a situation, but I have never been in that kind of high pressure situation where I'm like, 
whoa, dude, I could end up on TV. And then there's like the Fox, you know, like there's like yep. the news people. Yep. And I'm like, oh my God. And this dude keeps coming up to us and he's like, who are you? And we're like, we're with Dave. And he's like, who? <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, okay. Sounds Dave's good. not here. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, okay, no problem, no problem. And then he keeps coming over and he's like a older guy. And he's like, uh, this is like Royal, like Coppin Stadium security, or this is an older guy in like a, like a suit thing. Okay, like kind of like a suit, but like just like an older guy. And he's like, "Who, who are you again?" And we're like, "Oh, we're with Dave." And he's like, "You said that," and I'm like, at this point, I'm like, I'm having trouble keeping it together. And he's like, "You guys need to get out of here." And we found out it was the owner of the, <laughs> the Giants. It's like, oh wow. Who are you? And we're like, I don't know. I don't know. We're with Dave. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I end up back out on the, like in the stadium. And I'm like standing there and I'm like, I'm third baseline again, but I'm only like four rows up. And I'm like looking at the field and I kind of like come to, like I'm standing, but I like kind of like come to. And there's this guy standing there in a Fox Sports jacket, and he's laughing at me. He's pointing at me because I've obviously passed out standing up. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't realize this is just a big drunk store. I, dude, I didn't realize. I was so I'm like, huh? And I look at him, and I just start going off. I'm like, come on, man! And I'm cussing at him. Oh god! And they're like, it, like they're trying to hold him back. You know, like people on the field are trying oh, to hold man. him back, and I'm like. Come on, man. You ain't nothing. I go, come up here. And I go, you know, I can tell what they're telling him. They're saying, it's not worth it, dude. And I go, it's not worth it. It's not <laughs> worth it. I go, you're scared to come up here. And I'm like giving this guy the business and his face is trying to beat red. And this security guard from Captain, <laughs> he grabs me and goes, hey. He, he didn't even like really grab me. He just like touched my arm. He goes, hey, what are you doing, man? I go, I'm getting in an argument. He goes, you're just embarrassing yourself. He's like, get out of here. And I was like, that's the perfect thing. Because normally they probably tackle someone like Well, me. <laughs> I, I was going to say, you saw what happened to the poor guy trying to spray yeah. champagne at the golf tournament over the weekend that in Canada. Should've, that should have happened to me. But instead, some guy just shamed me into a million pieces. And I went outside and felt worse than I've ever felt in my entire life. I, I felt so horrible. And if you can imagine, this was before David G. had a wife and kids. And yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and The fact that you got into the locker room and got basically told to get out by the owner, that that's, that's all time right there. Shout out to Kauffman Stadium Security. They were... Terrible. <laughs> yeah, way to weasel your way into the third base dugout suite. I watched them catch. Oh, I, and man. also, I had a front row view of the famous hold Alex Gordon at third. The whole oh. thing that could have sent this, you know, it could have been a whole different story. I felt like he'd have been meat. Oh, like play. out at home? Yeah. Oh, I felt absolutely. Like he'd have been meat. But then again, um, you were hammered. I was hammered. I just eat like I. I, no, took, I agree. Like, a hamburger and I put it in one of those nacho f- fountains, and I was just like, "Yeah, <laughs> that was me." Twenty seconds before that happened. So take that <laughs> with a, a free burger out of it. Take that with a nacho uh, fountain. 
Uh, instead of a grain of salt, take it with a nacho fountain. But I thought he would have been mincemeat. I, I thought there's no way he'd have made that. It, it's interesting to talk about, but that guy, the third base coach, got a lot of heat. And yes. I thought, man, I didn't really think he would. Uh, it's tough. It's tough to have the guts to send a guy in that situation, Game 7, World Series. I, I really, I don't, I don't blame him for trying to play it safe. I really don't. Brutal. Man, that's an interesting story. Yes. Uh, <laughs> hey, man. Who are you? I'm like I'm with Dave. And they're like okay, and I was like. But didn't you say you were you weren't you wearing like a liquor store shirt or something? Didn't you say? Well, uh, I, I was definitely wearing a. Uh, well, it wasn't. They used to work at one. Right. It wasn't that. It was just like a lo- like a Crown Royal logo. Oh. I think at the time the, he's not worried even about what I'm wearing. You know, he's just like, who is this? Yeah. Oh, right. I'm with Dave. Was it a button up? Me? It was like a polo. Polo. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what a random thing to wear to a Royals game. Well, I was at work, and they were like, oh, you just "Get in or get out." And I was like, "I'm going, dude." And that's not me. I'm a can we stop by my house so we can change kind of guy. That that's sure. me. And that day, I was like, "Let's go." You wouldn't have made it into the Giants locker room though, wearing any Royals gear. See, so that it would have really, ruined the story. True. Really, you yeah. Know, yeah. Okay. And, and I'll tell you what else. Um. I wish I knew that Fox guy so I could tell him that I'm sorry. That was a mean thing I did. You voted a guy an apology for nine years. I voted a guy an apology for nine years. I almost fought a Fox employee. And then um, also shout out to that security guard that shamed me. Like I've, like, I've never, you know how you have some parents or grandparents are very like, I'm going to kick your, you better, da da da. And then you have the other ones that their stuff is more like, you're, you've uh, uh, really embarrassed me or you've disappointed me. That's what his vibe was, and it was perfect. Because if somebody would have been like, hey, you shut up, I'd have been like, you shut up, and it would have been a whole thing, you know. Have you been to a Royals game since? I have. Okay. I have been to a Royals game since. Did you try to find that security guard? Hey, man. No. Six years ago. He was cool. Okay. <laughs> he was cool. So I would uh, – now I'm trying to play low-key. If they have my picture anywhere, I wouldn't – I wouldn't – I would say – Well, the Giants different. weren't playing, hopefully, so you're probably good. You're on their radar. You know whose who's radar I'm on by Madison Bumgarner because I gave him the business. <laughs> I gave him the drunk <laughs> and And then the he came in and tore up the Royals in a one-run game. He we really can blame did. you. I was, go, I, was, I was trying my best. I was like, you stink. I go, they better get Rich Arguleta out there. Remember him? I go, you ain't no um, – Somebody and because yeah, all all my st- 